Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc., and the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. We are in the month of October. Can you believe that? Uh, summer is definitely gone. I don't know if we're actually going to be getting any kind of an Indian summer because, you know, we're in October. And pretty soon it'll be time for all the ghosts and goblins to come around and uh, try to uh, solicit you for uh, treats. Yes, Halloween is uh, coming up very, very soon. We had a grow. We had a blast actually uh, last weekend. At uh, actually not last weekend. It was actually uh, was it last weekend? October. Yeah, it was actually uh, it was actually a weekend or two ago. We had a we had a blast. It wasn't last week. It was the weekend before. We had a blast at uh, Franklin Lake uh, Festival, and people stopped by our table uh, that entered the drawing, and also for just even wonderful event. Uh, people were very warm, very friendly, very interested in what we had to offer. And I want to do for that. I also want to give a special kudos out to um, Franklin Lake's um, work. Uh, I attended many festivals in the past, and I have to tell you that this by far was Department of Public Works was always there to take out the garbage very quickly and efficiently. There was never a garbage overflow. So they were just right on top of it. They got in and out of there real quick. If they had something to do, they were about right out. They didn't away. They just did a fantastic job. And I know you're probably saying, gee, you know, that's their job. I understand it's their job. I have to tell you, I really they were very well organized with their little mini trucks, their Toro trucks, and the way they went around. And I guess those off to the mayor of uh, Franklin Lakes. So that's what I wanted to say there. And also uh, another kudos off to Franklin Police Department. Their presidents were really known. Uh, I was happy to have them there. And um, I know they probably mostly directed it was good having them there. They were very nice, very friendly, and I know if there was some type of an unforeseen so kudos to everyone. Uh, great job. Also, fantastic job to uh, Mary Ellen, who actually uh, helped put the whole event together. So let's get into tonight's show, shall we? You know, many of you were wondering, you know, what's going on with Windows? What's going on with and you all know how I feel about Windows 10. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't personally switched over to Windows 10 on my office. Uh, I haven't switched over to Windows 10, and there's a reason. I, I think I think it's because, you know, 
challenges that have happened when we had these wonderful upgrades like Millennium and all kinds of things, you know, and I ain't just in any rush to go up to Windows 10. Now, I have to tell you, there are some pluses and some minuses. Since we missed Windows 10's um, birthday, uh, Windows 10 weekend had your one-year birthday. And um, that was actually, for those who don't know it, Windows 10 birthday or the anniversary was July 11th. Uh, 2016. So that was uh, what happened there. And, uh, uh, I, I just um, I just know that uh, it's basically gonna be a uh, great time because there's so much uh, that's going on. But I think the most important thing is to let people know that. Uh, you know, Windows 10. We thought it was going to be a fad, and um, you know, you know, there's just so much stuff happening. And you know, are we on track? Everything. That's great, but I just don't want to just adopt the bandwagon technique just because everybody else is doing it. And that's something I really want to bring to everyone's attention tonight because you know, everyone wants to jump in on these bandwagons and uh, and do everything. And you know, and, and that's a great thing. But the problem is, you know, we're always jumping on these bandwagons. You know, we're not really ready to make the technology uh, to make the technology change. So you know, that's very, very important. And um, I think the most important thing that I can that I can tell you right now is that. You see, whenever they go to do these different versions, uh, the different versions actually I mean that that that's why that's why I feel there there was some talk. You know, is Windows 10 going to be canceled? Uh, there are a couple things uh, that I don't like about Windows 10, and and I'll go through that. That Windows 10 is trying to make this so that we have one unified platform for phones and our computers. But you know, it still gets me thinking because I wonder. What's really going on? I mean, is, are they going to pull the rug from with under us? I mean, they're not to get into a whole. Uh, don't always do the right things for consumers. And these are these large, multi-million-dollar companies. Some of them, I'm not mentioning them here. What's best for their bank account? Now, I understand they got to do what's best to, you know, to to stay in business. But you know, I always say, if you take care of your clients, they're going to take care of you. But if you go back and try to, you know, remove things from clients or do things very badly, what you're going to find out is that you know, these people are going to leave you very, very quickly. And that's the most important thing I want you to know is that, you know, Windows 10, the reason it to it 100% is because every time in the past, okay, for, for many, many years, Microsoft Yes, we are on the beta. 
a team, so I know what's pretty much happening and, and what's going on. But you know, all the stuff happening with Windows 10 and what happened with, like I said, Millennium and some of the other operating systems, it was a complete disaster. I guess, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, my cautiousness. Um, to jump on the Thomas's bandwagon. It, it's just not that important to me. Um, I don't need to be an early adopter. Okay, I'll look into it. You know, it's not necessarily a name that gets me to adopt a product. It's on it. It could be King Batu's name on it. It doesn't matter. I mean, the company has to be reputable, and don't get me wrong. But when you've got products. And again, not to give you the name of the company, but there's a, a large communication company out there and making kinds of name and they were making phones. And you know what really got me? Just got my goat. You know, we started selling these I don't want to do that. And um, we invested a lot of time, a lot of money, and um, you know they're always like, you know, we'll help you, we'll help your business. Okay, great. You know, we bought the Kool Aid for many, many years, being in business over twenty some years. But you know, eventually the Kool Aid really started and you she want to drink it anymore. In fact, you don't even want to even look at it because you know type behind something like. What they did was they yanked their entire phone line for small business. Now, that's not great, okay? They yanked their phone for small business. They said, okay, if you want to um, have your client have phone systems, well, you have you now have to go out and purposely not giving you the numbers or the letters because you know how the, who the company is. And I'll get umpteen phone calls and emails on the I so I, I don't want to do that. But what happened was they yanked it, and they said, well, gee, if you want to have four or 15 people, you're going to have to go to blah, blah, blah. And that blah, blah, blah is their large business. Now, they say medium business. You know, we have a little bit of a discrepancy between what I call medium business and what I call medium business. It's basically where our sweet spot is, which is like 30 to, to you know, uh, 100 users. That's medium business. Medium business is not 200, but that's their definition. So they want you to spend, like, I'm going to tell you if it's four grand or eight or nine phones, okay? They now want you to spend, get this, close to 30, okay? Not only do you have to buy the phones, but you have to buy a system that's like fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. I mean, that's me the right. You guys can't do this. Went to their head um, technology mixers. Went to their uh, what they call their uh, I guess their 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 um, you know their core powerhouse and stuff like that. And I spent time to go on these trips to kind of talk with their senior officers. And the bottom line is. They weren't budging, and they said, well, John, you know, if you don't adopt this, it's just too bad because we're working. And, you know, I don't think we're going to be uh, working together much longer. And we worked with them for a little while, and then we had a issue. To me, we're 
going to replace that for your for you for your client. Why not? Well, you have to get to a port fails on their system. They're supposed to be like the earmark, okay? But they're not. And again, I'm not going to mention their name, but being an engineer, i got to tell you, they make worse products. Because they have a big name on the stock market doesn't mean they have a great product. It means they have a great marketing team. And it means they have money. It doesn't mean that they're going to take care of their clients and they're not going to take care of vendors like us. So I know I got off on a little tangent there, but I think it's especially if we're deciding to do an early adopting of something, we have to realize that they're going to be consequences, right? Well, what Microsoft did was they said, okay, you guys can get Windows 10. We need um, more trials, more trials. Great. So I do give Microsoft a kudos there. They said, we're going to Providing that they do it by, you got it, they had to do it by birthday. The birthday was um, was actually um, was actually going to be it was actually um, July eleventh, two thousand and sixteen. That was the um, that was the uh, that was the first. Uh, birthday and um, the latest update, Windows 10, and they had dubbed the anniversary date. Did they changed it again to August 1st? So if you didn't have Windows 10 by August 1st, guess what? I know you're probably asking me, how much money do you have to fork over if you decide that you want Windows 10? I will talk about that. Why Why do you want Windows 10? Don't worry about that. How much money do you think you have to work to upgrade to Windows 7 or something like that? Well, if you want to upgrade to Windows 10 professional, okay, uh, I have a the price be between 130 and 179 If you want to upgrade to Microsoft 10, Microsoft 10 um, professional, the home version um, is going to be cost you between ninety-five and one hundred and ten bucks. Now, the pretty interesting about this is that um, you'll find that Windows Ten. The first thing is that if your computer happened to crash and you upgraded to Windows Ten, okay, and you ran Windows. 10, the DVD like you're supposed to have, or you've gotten it from your dealer like us or integrator. You don't actually enter a um, certificate of authenticity key. You don't put it in there. There's a spot where it says uh, here you don't have a key. And what it does is Microsoft has certain information stored about your computer online. It actually will activate it automatically later. Providing that three major components have not changed. If you change a hard drive, no big deal. Okay? But if you change three components, okay, um, because then you'll have to have to do and you will not be valid for the Windows 10 uh, reinstall. That's a lot of 
if you change those three parts, and now, and Microsoft has in the small print that if you do this, guess what? You will not be able to install Windows again for free. Okay, so just a little bit of a, of a talk about that. Again, Windows 10 seems to be a lot smoother than it was. I, I will be honest about that. It doesn't seem to have a lot of uh, crash heard at the beginning, definitely pretty stable of an operating system. The Windows 2016 which is the technology, but of course when you're buying a Windows server, you have to have another name, so that's going to be name server. Now, Windows 10 actually comes in several different flavors, but before I talk Windows 10 and Windows 10N. I know you're probably wondering, and there's Windows uh, uh, 10KN. If you have, if you purchased a Windows 10N, that means it was it was and the system does not include the Windows Media Player and the related technologies. Well. Um, Say uh, things like uh, video, voice recorder, and Skype. Not part of it. Apparently, the uh, other countries they want to get the price down, so they did by Microsoft taking out these components. And the KN version is exactly the same thing, but it was done for. So, uh, that's something interesting. So don't think that you want the 10N version because if you get the 10N version, then you're not going to have those. Explain that to you guys. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Windows versions before I go into the features. Know about this is our first introduction of Windows 10. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to have to keep talking about Windows 10, whether I like it or not. And I tell you, for a long time, I wouldn't say for a very long time, but it's it's definitely going to be around for a while. So, I mean, will it be as long around as Windows? I think it will. Uh, they don't have an estimated end of life date for it yet. So you have the Windows actually buy, all right, and the Windows 10 Home retail version. The maximum um, physical memory will be 30-bit, 4 gigs. Okay, on the 64-bit version, the maximum amount of memory that Microsoft will support on the of the 64 is 128 gigs of RAM. Okay, um, you have you have Microsoft Edge. Let me tell you, side loading of line of business apps. You have virtual desktops. You have Windows Help. You have Windows Spotlight. You do not have assigned access. You do not have BitLocker. You don't have the ability. This is very important, ladies and gentlemen. If you think you're going to be cute and be cheap and buy the home version, this is just like in Windows 7 where you cannot join a domain, okay, if you have the home version. That is so key, okay? Um, enterprise data protection, of course not. Enterprise internet, of course not. 
joining the Microsoft Azure Active Directory? Of course not. If it doesn't join a domain, it's surely not going to join a Microsoft Azure Directory. Uh, Windows for Business? No. Remote desktop on the client? Credential Guard? No. Device Guard? No. Direct Access? No. Uh, start control with group policy? No. Lockdown? No. Windows to go? No. LTSB or long term servicing branch? No. In
thing to tell you is that when you're dealing with the pro side, you get client host on the remote desktop, okay? On the but on the remote app, on the on the uh, pro version, you only get client only. On the version, host education, you you do get both. Now, the thing I should tell you is that there's no LTSB uh, service for education. Uh, that's pretty much it. Those are the ones we've talked about. Of course, there's the OEM, there's the volume licensing for mobile OEM, and then there's the the OEM type of appliances. Okay, embedded appliances that can run um, uh, a, a, lim a smaller version of Windows 10. So, a lot of information about you know what to look for, and that you know you want to go to Windows 10. And I know I know we took a lot of time on that, but I think it's really important. So we have to easily once you have the disk, you pop it in. You do not need to have a key if you did the first. You did that. If you do upgrade, you will with the key because when it comes back in it's not going to see it in the database once it connects to the internet and say hey I don't recognize this piece so in Windows 10 they had something that they added called the Windows key and G so when you get the Windows and the G you get some options for the gaming uh, but when, in addition to that you also get the hidden recorder so right from that you actually record um, just by using your Windows recorder feature. So that's something hidden. A lot of people don't know about that. But I thought I would just mention that to you. So again, all you do is you just type in Windows. The, you hit the Windows key, which is that uh, button between the control and the alt on the left side of your recorder. If you're press while pressing the G key, and that will get you into the gaming menu. So you have can very easily click and toggle things one touch. You have the snap assist, which I think is kind of cool. I do. There's not a lot of features I like, but I like this feature. You can take a program that's open and drag it to the far left, just part out of your desktop in the center, and it will actually automatically snap in. So it will take a path to screen. Right. Guess what else you can do? Program. Drag it to the far left corner, and it'll snap in as a little bit of a, of a corner, so um, a square. You can do that right corner, you can do it to the bottom corner, and to the right corner, of course, the front top left corner. When you do that, so you can have four. It's very easy, very simple. And I think say, gee, we could just drag it good seven, but again, So I love time savers that are easy and simple and that don't have a lot of drama to them. And this generally works. Windows 10 for a while. This has been a feature that I was pretty impressed. I mean, it, it's pretty simple the way it works, but when they're to get this right. You have the ability in Windows 10, you're probably familiar with this in Windows, that you have live tiles. The ability to actually give you what's going on. It could be um, some content, media content, uh, could be on your TV. Um, that could be there. Uh, it could be giving you the weather uh, or something like that. Um, so it's basically how it works. And what you'll find out is that it is amazing because what you have to do is it's going to um, 
allow you to do so much stuff, and um, it's going to allow you to do a lot of great things. And by doing these things, we're going to let's say check things like the weather forecast. And you'll have when I say a live tile, think of it like a on your computer that's other boxes you click from. The only difference is that this particular box actually has the ability so you can interact with it, but it shows content. So it's showing you live content. You have to be connected to the internet. If you're not, the live tile is not going to work because it's getting based on your preferences, um, et cetera. So it's a really, really nice feature. You know, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you stay right where you are because we'll be right back after this short break. Have data that needs to be destroyed? Don't take a chance. Let the experts at the JMore Connection completely destroy and eliminate your data. For over 15 years, JMore has been helping companies all over New Jersey with data security, destruction, and IT needs. Call 877-767-5667. JMore meets federally mandated data disposal policy. Call 877-767-5667 now. Welcome back, everyone. If you just we're talking about, I know you probably didn't want to hear about this, but yes, we're talking about Windows 10, and we're talking about how Windows 10 is going to work. And I'm starting to adapt to it a little bit. Uh, let's face it, next year is going to be the year that we're going to have to
you actually expose that ribbon and you can go left to right. So that's what they did in the file explorer. I thought that was great that they did that. Um, trying conformity, uh, which is something I know that Microsoft's had a tr had trouble doing for a long, long time, but it looks like they're really trying to make it a very stable release, but they're trying to make it a very easy to understand release. I think that's also the Windows login screen very, very easily. There's also a program that you can download free from the login screen. That is a really nice feature. Um, you have the ability to lock screen option and disable that. That's very nice. But what's also kind of neat, for those of you Linux buffs out there, and for those of you who don't know use Linux to um, run a lot of systems like accounting. It's a very, very reliable system and has very low Implement something in Linux is a lot harder, but it is a lot more stable. It doesn't need a lot, a lot of patches. If 20 it be one patch or two patches for Linux here. It's just very, very stable. Um, you do have to know what you're doing with Linux because there isn't a lot of, you know, how to do something wanted to bring attention and now with the Linux command shell you're able to use Linux commands right in Windows 10. So I think that's kind of is now part of your calendar. Way to go Microsoft. Now we need to change our time. We actually have a part of our calendar. I think that was great. Now, before I tell you about a couple of things, I want to share some of the things I don't like about Windows 10. And, and I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't like Windows 10 so much. It's this. It's privacy. When you install Windows 10, it's just Most people will go through the prompts. They'll go online. They'll create this account. Don't do that. <laughs> So that if you forget your password, something happens, you can just go online and then unlock that computer, and then your passwords will manage the internet. I like. I don't like that everything you do gets sent to the internet. Big Brother watching, right? I think it's a privacy issue. So when you get go to and you I would tell you is that when you go to create an account for let's say another member in your family or staff member, if it's on a domain, sure. Can say you can choose the next option that you don't have uh, the credentials for that person, and that it will ask you, and you will not create uh, an account online. So once you create an account online, Microsoft Cortana, as nice as she seems, she's very nosy, and she gets into things that maybe she shouldn't be involved in. So whatever on your computer, everything help you. But keep in mind, all this information that she's gathering about you and your habits on your computer being and that information is actually available publicly that can be bought. It's a database to learn about going on. There have been speculations with the system. They're going to be able to use it for lots of different things, but they're going to be able to match up your voice. Gather everybody's voice. So again, if you don't have the account registered, 
There's no way they trace it or track it back to you, okay? They just know it's a certain computer, and that's all they know. The more information you give the computer, the more it learns. So what – there's something called artificial intelligence. And what Tana tries to do is oh, I wish you had a doctor's appointment today. And she knows it's every Wednesday, let's say, or you have a, a meeting every um, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Did you want me to book that same meeting for you next Tuesday? No, 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 that's okay. Or she'll I that kind of I know it sounds great, but anything like this, or even Alexa, as you probably heard Alexa from um, one of the companies out on the internet that does the uh, services, and they offer it as a monthly service. But and that information. You sign up for the account for Alexa. What happens? They learn who you are, and now you this and minute it starts learning everything about you. And I don't know. I think there's a world on from credit cards to lots of different things. And I find that important that when we use technology that privacy is always adhered to. And if privacy to be a problem, we need to make sure that those people in control of it at a local level don't let it go to a level and it somewhere else it's shared. Because that's when things become very uncontrollable. It costs big money, people pay it and they say oh, make a thing people understand is that when you give information away or you pay for information, you're actually giving away your freedom. And people don't quite understand that. They say, oh, gee, they're paying us tons of money. Yeah, they're paying you tons of money, but at what cost? And cost is not something that is financial. A cost can be something in just the way you live your life, the way I restrict uh, a world where – Everything we do gets scrutinized, okay? And everything is just being said willy-nilly all over the place. How is it being policed? How is it controlled? But there's so much information out there today. That's why I always tell people, you know, don't be volunteering all your information. They really don't need it. They want it because it's easy for them. Um, even, for example, going to college, you do not have to give them your number. You can give them whatever number you want. They can create a number for you. That's it. And, the, and Cortana, it's, it's privacy. Uh, everything you search gets sent to the Internet. Uh, everything you and it goes into this great big database. And although they use it to analyze things, and I think that's wonderful, I know people are going to say, oh, we don't do that baloney. They do it. There's some names with some of the big search parties out there are, and they all say that they're going to manage information very, very efficiently. There's some networks that are going to manage names, which I'm not too crazy about because they actually sell all their information. So if you're a and this is really never ever 
um, be a consumer that uses their product. Do we have an account set up so that we can manage things for something? Yes, but I will never be a consumer using that product. The only thing I use it for, let's say, is advertising, but we don't do anything else or give it the Yes, it does information about business, but that's it. It doesn't know about my personal lifestyle. It doesn't know where – it doesn't know all those things. It doesn't need to know all those things. So I think we just got to be cognizant of technology and what information are we giving it. And what is the cost of us or what is the – I'm going to say the effect of us doing this? to just give, 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 eventually because now think about if one device is linked. Let's just use your home for a second. I love homes that have automated technology. single thing is automated into one system. Wonderful concept, right? Wrong. There's so many things like that could go Replace life, 
it should never get us to stop doing the things that we do as people or as humans. And, you know, I'll give an example. There's some new restaurants going in, fast food chains that have been around for a while. And they're I mean, yeah, but it's doing one function or one task. They're still going to have people there. What I'm saying is we've got to keep the human element there, and we've got to remember that a computer is not going to make like a human Not going to happen. A computer will make decisions based on data or data past. That's all it will do, and it will try to make a decision what to do. You remember from the, from the movie War Games, they didn't have a real war. The computer thought there was a war, and he thought the only way to win was to be, excuse me, was to be able to calculate by launching missiles themselves because they put the, got the people out of the silos, and now they started uh, to get the launch Computer at that time was uh, uh, was the Whopper, right? Um, from from Oregon. Joshua was 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 the the name and also the password. So I think when we talk about this, wonder what's going to happen. So then, how did we get the computer actually to realize that war was not the answer? Just a solution. You play itself. Right? In life. We don't have those options or have the ability to tell a computer to play itself when we don't like the outcome because we're not in that position to have that kind of control. We're just usually um, from the computer. That's really all it is. We're giving it input. It's giving us output. But when we look at the – I tell people is if you're using technology – to make a decision that does not affect any uh, – that affects – and the sole decisions are all being made by the computer without any human intervention, I know I love to automate that facility. There's something wrong with that plan, okay? I'm all for automation. I'm all for systems that can you know, uh, fill prescriptions fast and things like that. I think that's all great. To make a decision, what done? Okay, like we don't have a computer reading the X-rays and making a decision. Based. No, I don't think that's going to work. The computer is never going to have the human element. I think that's and it's a lot of times hard for a lot of people to understand is that when we think about technology, human and having no human element seems just like something very simple and oh, we just program it in. No, we can't just program it in. There's uh, cameras and we give it data. It's not going to be able to meet the conditions you make. And that's really where I'm going. And the last point I want to bring up before we wrap up tonight is what Windows 10 and then VR are. That virtual reality and altered reality. 
So in the Windows 10, there's an API where developers can write um, programs such as games. And virtual reality, you can put these goggles on you. They're like two or $300. You put these goggles on you, and it can take your world, okay, and it can actually impose other 3D objects in it. So it can alter your world. And it can put that in so that it's part of the picture. So, for example, let's say um, it grabs data from your world and then it puts that into the actual scene. So your glasses that you're looking at, you're not looking outside, but there's actually sensors that can check. So, that can actually, so it's like, oh, wow. It's like I'm outside, even though you got the goggles on, and it puts it in. So that's what the altered so reality is. Reality is when we take our existing reality, okay? So virtual reality is when we actually make something up, okay? If we make a store or we make up a game board, that's virtual reality. Altered reality is when we take our current situation or our we're riding a park or we're at a ball game and we're watching somebody throw a pitch or at a football game. Alter reality is taking that pitch, putting it in, and now maybe pitch and have so taking part of your reality and altering it. So that's kind of what's going to happen in Windows 10. Windows 10 has a lot of uh, gaming. I, I do like the fact that the drivers for Windows 10 are starting to be very easy to deploy. Recognize. Um, as far as Windows 10's requirements, Windows 10 on not a lot of memory. I mean, when, when you think about Windows XP for a second, um, you know, they were running that really bone dry. But Windows 10, uh, minimum, min minimum uh, memory requirements, okay, uh, they're actually saying, that it can run Windows 10 um, free on six gigabytes. Okay? Uh, when, when in, in actual reality, um, it should be running with a two bytes of RAM. That's not enough. Okay, four not enough. Um, eight is what we were saying minimum. Most people kind of have. But I'm telling you that if you want to be able to handle all the updates and run many of the apps, you have the RAM. Just gotta happen. And that means many of you remember that we have to have an operating system. Sixty. We have one more commercial, and I'll be right back up to wrap up. So you stay right where you are. Services and data destruction. The J Moore Connection should be your direction. Engineer technology to grow your business. Our custom solutions are at your service. J M O R should be your direction. The J Moore Connection. To us now, with just a few minutes left in our show tonight, you can always go to jmore.com on social media, and you can go to where there's Jmore Radio, 
and you can go to previously recorded shows, and you can listen to the show right after the show's over, or 3 o'clock in the morning, or 6 a.m., or maybe 2 a.m., or lunchtime, or whatever it's convenient for you, you can watch, and we're actually now up to our 38th episode. So if you have time, I don't know if you're going to do it today, uh, you need to put in 38 hours to catch up with us, but uh, if you did that a few weeks, take you too long. I mean, uh, if you did it every day, assuming you're doing not just the work days. Uh, so in, in less than, so it'll be 15 a week. In less than three weeks, you can you could catch up with us. So uh, really easy, but it's getting harder because uh, pretty soon I remember the first time when the concept in our head was just kind of mulling around, hey, we should do a radio show, and it happened, and um, so, again, let's talk a little more about Windows 10. So now, the other big thing you're going to have some pushback on is a lot of upgrade to Windows 10. I think that, well, you know, such and such, and there's other people in the industry and other tech people like, well, such and such, or my should upgrade, you better do it. You know, everybody is on this jump because, you know, they're afraid they have to pay the money. I understand. But car, right? And in two years, let's say they were giving everybody the ability to have cars that ran electric. And you paid for free if you, um, I don't know, if you bought a car in 2016, uh, and you bought $30,000 we'll you to electric. Okay. That sounds great, but maybe it's you don't know that it costs thousand or ten thousand dollars to have that kind of a socket put into your your home with the equipment you need for the charger, which will have these things to be able to handle that. How are you going to charge on the road? It's not around yet. It's not that popular. So there's always pluses and you know there's minuses, and I think we have to look at that. But what I want to tell you is that everyone was so strong to push Windows 10. And I know that I'm a late adopter. I know that. But there's a reason for it. I've been dealing with Microsoft for many years, and I know the challenges. Please, ladies and gentlemen, understand that when we tell you that Windows 10, uh, we want to wait a little bit, it's not because we're trying to, you know, to dip and pay the $100 or 100 some dollars because we really don't make any money off of that. We just want to make sure everything's smooth and solid. And you not understand the full ramifications, such as upgrading one or two computers. We've had some people coming around for so long. You know what was coming around? Because it was free. As soon as it wasn't free, they stopped pushing it. So I understand what's going on. Um, I just don't get swayed very easily by media and by what people say, I have to believe and see from my own eyes what's happening. So I'm never going to jump on the bandwagon because everybody says it's great. I am just starting to realize that Windows 10 is going to be stable. But like I said, the systems that we're pushing after 2017, 2017, uh, let's say first quarter 2017, we're going to say Windows 10 um, 
to install Windows 10 is probably a smart move. Um, if it's a business and they don't have 16 to get and install Windows 2000, uh, Windows 7 64 bit for probably another six months yet, so that's going to happen for a while. So, again, a lot of great things um, happening with technology, but keep in mind when technology changes, that also means that other programs you use may also have to be upgraded. Even though they say they'll work fine with 64 bit or they worked in Windows 7 64, they may not work well because, let's face it, Windows 10 has some. And it's a lot different than the way Windows 7 functioned. And if your drivers don't work 100% the way it expects, you're going to have issues. So if you're a computer, I tell you to get the latest software, Office, QuickBook, whatever you're getting. Make sure you get the software that's going to work with operating systems any type of issues. Well, we are just about ready to close our evening in the 30th. Again, talk more about this and um, other programs and things like that. Of course, we'd love to have your feedback. We appreciate you coming in. We have more tech talk show on Monday night at 11 p.m. But we will be changing our show pretty soon. Um, we'll be probably going, like I said, a, a Wednesday or I know a lot of you are very excited about that. We've been listening to your feedback, and we are definitely going to deliver. It is a great night sitting here with you. From all of us in the tech booth and everyone else, I want to wish you a great week. And I'll see you next Monday night. From all of us at the J. Moore Connection Incorporated, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight and invite you to join us again next Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tell your friends and associates about the J. Moore Radio Show. And call in live. Be sure to call us early next time so you can get on air too. The J Moore Connection. We're engineering technology to grow your business. And you can chat with us right now at jmor.com or call us at 800 208 5155. Thanks so much for stopping by and have a great night.